From the Wall Street Journal, here are five things you need to know in What's News. Trump administration didn't want Yates to testify. The Trump administration didn't want former acting Attorney General Sally Yates to testify before Congress about her conversations with the White House, according to letters and people familiar with their communications. GM under pressure by Einhorn to split stock in two classes. General Motors is facing pressure from investor David Einhorn's Greenlight Capital to boost its stock price by splitting its common shares into two classes. GM said the proposed structure creates risks that are unacceptable. Iran, Gulf monarchies mend fences as U.S.-Tehran tensions grow. Iran and the Gulf states, whose contest for power in the Middle East has been tipping toward open confrontation, are quietly trying to repair the damaged relationship as Tehran's relations with the U.S. deteriorate. UK government rejects move for another Scottish independence vote. A vote in Scotland's parliament in favor of pursuing a second referendum on Scottish independence was quickly rebuffed by the UK government in London. Swipe by swipe, Chinese smartphone users flock to risky investments. US companies have long imagined the potential of crowdsourcing, but it's actually happening in China. A million companies in China have turned to the internet to raise money, but losses by mom and pop investors are piling up. From the Wall Street Journal, here are five things you need to know in tech. Tesla gets backing of Chinese internet giant Tencent. Tencent has taken a 5% stake in Tesla, making the biggest company in China one of the largest owners of Elon Musk's cash-hungry electric car maker. Uber workforce data showed dearth of women on tech side. Uber Technologies Inc. on Tuesday published the first breakdown of its workforce by gender and ethnicity, part of an effort to push back against criticism that the ride-sharing company's culture is hostile to women. Facebook, eye on Snapchat, adds camera features. Facebook is taking another shot at Snapchat, introducing three new camera-centric features to its main Facebook app, including one that allows users to create montages that vanish within 24 hours, just like Snapchat's stories. Amazon launches grocery pickup stores in Seattle. Amazon said it is launching a new grocery store pickup service, pushing deeper into brick-and-mortar retail as it moves to capture more of what people spend on food. SpaceX aims for rocket launch with reused booster. Elon Musk's SpaceX will strive to make history once again, highlighting benefits of reusable boosters with the launch of the first large liquid-fueled rocket powered by engines previously fired in space. From the Markets section of the Wall Street Journal, Condos Conquer Los Angeles by Peter Grant. New condominiums are sprouting in downtown Los Angeles at the fastest pace since the 2008 crash, in a sign that a city synonymous with sprawl is embracing dense urban living. Almost 2,000 new luxury condos are under development or being sold on or ahead of schedule, according to brokers, developers, and other market participants. Many are going for over $1,000 a square foot. Condo resale prices, meanwhile, are up 3.3% in the past year to $628 a square foot in downtown L.A., according to Polaris Pacific, a San Francisco-based real estate sales and marketing firm. By comparison, resale prices for all condos in L.A. County were flat during the same period, Polaris said. Developers who have gone out and done deals have done very well, said Paul Zeger, a Polaris partner. Chinese developers are among the busiest in downtown L.A. They include a subsidiary of Greenland Group, which is building a $1 billion cluster of towers named Metropolis, and Oceanwide Holdings, 
which plans to complete a complex in 2019 that will include 504 condos, a Park Hyatt hotel, and seven floors of retail. Downtown L.A. once was a financial district that largely emptied out at night. It has been enjoying a broader development surge over the past few years with a mushrooming of stores, restaurants, and bars. The Wilshire Grand Center, a 73-story skyscraper with a 900-room intercontinental hotel, is scheduled to open later this year, becoming the tallest building west of the Mississippi River. But almost all of the residential development since the 2008 downturn has been rental projects, not condos. In all, the number of rental units in downtown L.A. has swelled to 20,361 from 14,365 in 2012, according to CoStar, while asking rents rose to $2.71 a month a square foot from $2.14. Condo developers had been reluctant to make a post-crash bet on the willingness of Los Angelinos to buy boxes in the sky for the same price they could land a house with a yard and swimming pool. Only recently, as developers saw downtown become more of a 24-hour community, did they make their move. The rental apartment guys proved there was a market for people who want to live there, said Arden Hearing, managing director of Truemark Urban, which recently opened a 25-story condo tower with 151 units in downtown L.A. Truemark already has sold 100 units in the project, named 1050, at prices ranging from $600,000 to $4 million, putting the project ahead of schedule, Mr. Hearing said. When the firm bought the site in 2014, the entire block consisted of parking lots and a mannequin sales center, he said. Flash forward to today, you have almost 1,000 people living on that same block, Mr. Hearing said. Fawaz Galani, a retired oncologist, sold his house on 1.3 acres in Riverside, California, to buy a $1.6 million unit on the 17th floor of 1050. He said he likes the quick access to food, entertainment, and other amenities. You don't need a car at all, he said. That's the beauty. Greenland is set to open the first of...